This episode of Tailgate Talks is brought to you by Blanca. <laughs> Tune in live to interact with the hosts on Wednesday nights, 6.30 Central, at www.twitch.tv backslash Blanca OG. Hope you enjoy the show. guys here we are this is week 53 of club red you're here with us here at tailgate talks we have broken the one year this is our first week into the one year mark definitely excited to have you all here definitely excited to be having another episode with you guys this is club red where we talk about texas tech uh random sports random stuff going on in the world of of the university of texas tech and uh, not the best week this week but we'll get into that here in a little bit make sure first off that you're following us on iTunes and on Spotify. If it is on iTunes, give us a five-star rating. Drop a re- review below. Uh, as far as uh, social media, you can follow us on Twitter, at tailgate underscore talks. We're also on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. If it is on YouTube that you're looking us up, make sure you hit the subscribe button. Make sure you hit the bell. Just be notified anytime we post a video to that account. As far as our personal accounts, Dustin, find him at DustinWimmer22. Brooks, find him at Calvin B. Barrett. And me, you can find me at Blanca, where the L is a one. Lastly, if you have any sort of questions, thoughts, anything you want to hear us discuss on the show, or any sort of business opportunities that you want to reach out to us for, tailgatetalkspod at gmail.com. Let's go ahead and jump right into the episode. We're going to be kind of burning through this because we do have quite a bit to talk about today. Alright, guys, so hats off to you guys for putting on and putting on a phenomenal tailgate. Uh, the photos from it looked awesome. The turnout looked awesome. Looked like everybody was having a killer time. I saw the Snapchats from random people there. I saw some of the videos y'all posted. Uh, but firsthand uh, a recap, um, Brooks, what was your initial or what was your overall take take of the uh, of the tailgate and its and its success for our very first one? Yeah, I think you can credit most of the success to Dustin. Dustin did had a huge part in putting most of this stuff together, getting all the equipment that we needed, discussing, you know, talking with people who had certain things that we were going to need at the tailgate. Also, of course, his relationship with Kelsey proves, you know, beneficial in getting Jay Salsa to come out and help us. But I mean, yeah, it was a great time. We always know how to throw down at a tailgate, and we definitely did that. So made for a really fun day up until 6 o'clock, you know, when Texas Tech football started playing. But, you know, a great tailgate, had a little bit of wind, but we threw down some jello shots, some shot bet debts were paid, and uh, we got rid of some of those nice shirts. A lot of people at the tailgate, a lot of curious people. So it was fun overall. Oh, yeah. yeah, Dustin. I mean, again, I guess uh... – not not enough credit being given out to you for for getting us all organized and helping obviously our our, our pod look good out there. What 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 do you think of the weekend, man? What did you think of the? the yeah, we looked itself? good, especially thanks to getting that flag. 
Everybody yeah. knew where they could find us. So we had that up with our throwback flag up there. Everybody could find us out by the baseball field. So that was really helpful. People trying to get a hold of us. We're like, hey, just look for the flag. We're by the baseball field. You can't miss us. And so, yeah, shout out to Kelsey for helping us out. Junior for bringing some food and drinks. Bryn for bringing TVs. Katie for having a tent and cooler for us. A lot of help from some people with some vehicles and all the stuff to get us out there. But we had good setup for everybody. We had food, plenty of drinks. We had a lot of people come by. So we really appreciate that. That was the best part. And yeah, the group photo we took was probably a good, I don't know, 75% of who came out there. Oh, nice. Um, so that's good. So we weren't missing that many out of that picture. Uh, so even if you came by, said, what's up, or had to leave earlier, showed up late, we still appreciate it. Uh, but yeah, I got some new, new, subscribers some listeners got some new merch out there oh yeah it's all good fucking perfect rollout and, and again i and mean drank drank quite a bit so what that was, yes we don't that was a success we don't the, the the drinking was a success we we won the drinking yeah. of the weekend we were gonna stay for the whole yeah. game within at halftime or before halftime i made the yeah. executive decision to let's pack this shit up and go out and actually have a good time because this sucks now. yeah yeah <laughs> Like probably would have been a little bit more fun if we were actually doing good in the game. Um, so again, amazing job, and 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 again uh, for for our first tailgate to ever put on. Yeah, that's good. Uh, again, sorry I couldn't make it. I I had training for for my new job that I had to kind of stick around. Yeah, but still, you know, uh, you know, this this is this is our show, and I want to be there with you guys whenever whenever things are going on. You know, just. It's yeah, it, sure. it, it would have been fun to have been there and, and definitely bummed out that I missed it. But uh, for our first official tailgate for the podcast, crushed it. Love it. We got a flag flag or banner now every time we want to put something on. Uh, pumped for all of it, man. Um, but let's go ahead and talk about the devastating part of the show and the part mm. that we didn't really want to get into. And we got a, we got a tweet to discuss, especially or a, a uh, some comments to discuss. But. Uh, for those that weren't, weren't aware, TCU basically just blew us out of the water on, on the run game, uh, 52 to 31. It was a really kind of pathetic showing from, from Texas Tech. Offense did okay, uh, but it was the defense that just allowed way too much. Uh, Dustin, initial thoughts on this game, initial initial take. Uh, what's your what's your reaction uh, coming out of this uh, out of this L to TCU at our, at, our, at home? Yeah, pathetic, embarrassing, depressing, disgraceful. I mean, you just keep going on and on and on with how bad it was. I mean, then you have a coach that can't count. I mean, his press conference said we had four on the line, and we obviously had three the whole game against a team that we knew was going to run, and then we let them run for 400 freaking yards, and their quarterback only had to throw the ball 10 times in the whole game. And it's just stupid. It's Texas game all over again. We knew they were going to run the ball, and we let them run the ball. Like it's stupid. It's How? annoying. Why? Why? Freaking embarrassing. And I mean, uh, we we kind of touch touch base on that a little bit. Where it's just it's just Texas Tech not making like sticking too hard to their game plan. Why is that even the game it. plan in the first place? I don't though. know. Yeah. But it's just it's a dumb game plan, Brooks. Um. So, so let's get your thoughts because I can see your face just like waiting to lash out about this shit. What What are your thoughts about the TCU game, man? Trying to figure out which performance was more embarrassing, the Texas one or this one, because this one was at home and you had been pumping it up all week. Blackout, 
throwback jerseys and then the game was over in like the first 10 minutes. It was like, oh, great. We, you know, did all this and the game's over. I'm tired of watching us freaking play football and these three man fronts and everybody in the stands can see it. Everybody watching it on TV can see it. My girlfriend who doesn't even know anything about football is like, <laughs> why aren't we changing? Why are we, why aren't we doing anything different? And yet like our coaches are the only ones who seem to not know that it doesn't work. Like, we've had one good half of defensive football and conference play. And other than that, we're just getting ran through left and right. TCU, they're running back his first two plays. He had two carries for 60 yards. Um, so it was just another awful performance on a big game where you didn't show up. You look unprepared It's just getting, I'm getting fucking sick and tired of getting amped up for a game where we just don't even show up for it. So it just, just another one to add to the list. You're four and two, but it really feels like you're two and four after those kind of games, you know? I think, yeah. like, the biggest frustrating part of it is, like, that West Virginia win on the road was enough to kind of keep us – keep our toe in the water. <laughs> yeah, just, maybe. Just, 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 you know, just, just keep our toe in the water. We're not swimming just yet. We're not really, like, full-on diving in on this Texas Tech team, but we got a toe in the water with that West Virginia win, and then this – I, 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 I've, I've dropped faith again. Uh, I hate and the it. offense. Yeah. And we we're overshadowing the offense did have a good game. Yeah. I mean, the pick six, the pick six hurt, but besides that, you look at all the stats, like I'll take that every day. It's Roderick over a hundred yards, mm-hmm. Geiger and Thompson receiving over 80 yards each Columbia, like, Columbia, almost three fifty with, with one interception. There. Like I, nothing wrong with the offense. 31 points is pretty manageable oh, yeah. in most games. But, but then when you're already down, like, I don't even remember what the first half was, 35 to freaking 10 at halftime. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it, it's a it's a frustrating loss. And, I mean, there's not really much else to say there. Everybody who saw that knows that there was a three-man front the entire game. You need to be plugging the hole the entire time and sending four with, with a linebacker to plug anything else. Like, but not – not not everybody knows it was a three man front. Apparently, our coaches yeah. think. Yeah. Well, okay. okay. What was it? What was the actual wording that this that this little idiot used? To, like, no, we had a four man front most of the game, and like yeah. within within minutes, guys, minutes. And he said, like, the we had a bad scheme. Then yeah. change the scheme. A scheme doesn't look good when you're getting ran through. Yeah, because the scheme but sucks if you're getting. I don't ran why he's out there. Just we yeah. had a. Four man front, the majority of the game. So either that tells me he's either not paying attention to what the defense is doing, and that means Patterson's just running this by himself, or he just can't count to four. I there's a. only two answers. Little column A. He either can't count or doesn't know what's going on. I went through and was kind of watching in the first half and taking pictures. I had over like twenty pictures in my phone from exactly. three man fronts. And I didn't even take pictures of every single play, you know. So most of the time we're in a three-man front. Every now and then we bring a linebacker in. But guess who's, like, smaller than all the offensive linemen compared to the defensive linemen? linemen? A linebacker. Yep. They're, like, 240-something pounds while the linemen are about 300. Guess what clogs the, uh, you know, the line of scrimmage up a little bit more? Another dude who weighs about 300 pounds. That would probably help. But, no, three-man front, fourth and one, three-man front. Yeah. It's just there's some just embarrassing times it, where you're like, man, this would be a great time to load the box. And we're like, nah. 
So nah, three man front with not even our best lineman. It's it's ridiculous. It's it really is kind of it, it was a pathetic showing and and Dustin touched base on it real quick, which is the offense did again kind of what they were supposed to do, like thirty points not bad, and it was the same in the Texas game. They put up thirty something points, still not bad. You, you're putting up a competitive amount of offense. It's just the defense that is just yeah. screwing us out of these games left and right. Um, but having to score every possession. Yeah, just to just to even keep keep up with with how bad our defense is doing. Um, so what we kind of need to, I guess, talk about here is, are we looking at the end of the Wells era? I mean, that is kind of the main question going forward. Are we looking at the end of it? Is like, how does he bounce back? Because the back half of the season, we get one guaranteed win almost with Kansas. And then after that, it's at least three more losses, uh, 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 unless we get some really lucky you know, breaks. Is, Why is it doing this again? You have a good chance to end this season on a five-game losing streak. That's what yeah. I'm saying. You're only so, favored in, in the Kansas game. You're not favored in any other game the rest mm-hmm. of the year. No, but like uh, Baylor may be the weakest one out of the out of all of them, and, and they're good. Not, <laughs> yeah, and, and they're, they're good. Pretty decent. Like so, Kansas State, solid. Like yeah. So, I mean, I guess the, the question, Brooks, uh, what, what are you thinking? Are we looking at the end of the Wells era? I mean, this TCU loss, this Texas loss, is this is this kind of the beginning of the end for him? Because we, we already said it, very start of the season, bull or bust. I think we're looking at a dead man walking, personally. I Like, I don't think there's anything he can do the rest of this year that's going to bring confidence back from the fan base. Like he's already got a super apathetic fan base. Nobody, nobody really cares that much. You know, we go to the game because it's a way to hang out, and then we leave by halftime because we're already getting blown out. You know, there's nothing that he's done to inspire confidence that he can make us a legit competitive team. Like, sure, he can get us to six wins and maybe a bowl game, but nobody's going to be super thrilled about that after you start the season, you know, three and zero, and then you're just clinging to life by the end of it. So, and you're getting waxed by teams that you want to beat the most you know you're getting destroyed by them um so i just i i don't think there's anything that i believe in that makes me want to keep him you know at least cliff had some winning seasons in there to give us an excuse to keep him around longer wells hasn't done shit in three years so i just think you know if we're doing a fourth year of him you're not going to have any energy from the fan base. The crowds are going to be boring. Nobody's going to show up to the games. It's just another year. So I think, I think it's time to cut bait unless all of a sudden he just goes and reels off. I think he straight wins. I think you touched base on something there real quick. That was good, which is he's not exciting at all. Like, like that was kind of at least the fun part of cliff was at least we'd end up in some shootouts. Yeah. He had a negative record, but like we were going to have some fun watching who we had while he was there. Uh, Dustin though, Real quick, uh, what's your take on, on, on is this the end of the Wells era? So something I just ran across on Twitter probably 30 minutes ago. Sure. Of our last four head coaches in their first three years, we each had a winning season. Coville had winning record, like overall, and two bowl games in there. Cliff had a 19-19, and 19, 500 record in two bowl games. Wells right now is 12-16 and 16 with a chance to finish – with probably 13 or 14 wins. So losing record in zero bowl games, maybe one. Mm-hmm. And it's not a close, like, yeah. And like, I don't know how you, especially with how much transitions going on in the landscape yep. outside of us. 
and you just got this new facility coming in in two years, maybe this is the best time to cut bait yep. and go, go another direction. So I guess random, random thought and, and it's a uh, go ahead, Brooks. I was going to say, you can tell how bad he is when uh, like Gary Patterson's a great football coach and he's just running circles around Wells, like yeah. coaching wise, same with Sark and Sark's had a rough, rough, uh, coaching journey but i mean you can tell they're really good coaches they just destroy wells yeah and you know the teams that we beat have kind of questionable coaches like no brown ain't a good coach so you can beat him dana holgerson i you know wouldn't put up Thank on the God pedestal we beat houston while we yeah. could because they've blitzed yeah, they everybody since. so it's just I, um, I think when you look at other coaches and compare wells to him you're like wow he's so far lesser than all of these other coaches but we kind of knew that already it's not like he had some sort of phenomenal record out at utah state oh, yeah, yeah. like right. but and man. but i mean you know i think that was just more of a a a, a, a band-aid that we've left on the wound for too long like realistically yeah. i think that's what he what, what he's been but um, I guess that does kind of bring up the quick question, though. And I mean, where 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 would be the first idea from here? What what I mean? Do so we... ESPN had an article out the other day about coaches on the hot seat midseason review. Oh, Kojo the... led the list. Miami's guy led the list. Wells is the fourth or fifth guy on that list. That's pretty high up there. Yeah. Um, they mentioned Sonny Dykes, who's son of. Spike Dykes played baseball here, has some tech ties, and has done really well at SMU. Um, not an easy program to no, get to and, a and program. They've turned and they around. mentioned the UTSA head coach who came from big-time high school, um, very, very winning guy. Um, in that article, somebody said like he'd be a really good hire for Texas Tech. So those are kind of just two of the names and then some SEC coordinator type guys. And then Graham will be mentioned just because he. Sonny will is, be mentioned. Yeah, uh-huh. Sonny will be mentioned. So, I mean, there'll be a lot of decent candidates, I think. Um, and, and I think, honestly, better candidates than what we have now running the, running the program. So Yeah. Like, um, uh, if – I think the only thing that really saves his job is, like, obviously a bowl, but, like, if we hit seven. And I don't think he no can. Way. I know. I don't think he can, but I think that's what saves his job. Six, six in a bowl game doesn't save him. I don't think. I don't no, think. It, I don't the, think it the should. push from the yeah yeah the push from the fan base will be so and the but alumni if, and the big donors will be so loud to get him out of there that there'll be no way he can survive if he wins one game the rest of the season or like two games the rest of the season. But but if he wins three and gets us to a bowl and we get seven, like our our best case. Simply. Was like eight, eight, eight wins, right? That was like our, our best, most yeah. hopeful. Like, I think it might be enough to where like they leave him in for another year, and I don't know if that's the right call because so far he's proven that he can't make any sort of halfway adjustments to any game that he's in yeah. so far. And so, I mean, it'll depend on what it looks like because I mean, if you lost these games at Texas and TCU by like in competitive fashion, like he'd definitely be sitting pretty right now, but the yeah. way that he's lost these is, has been horrible. And, you know, now you're sitting here thinking, well, we can't be anybody with this run defense. His he's too loyal. He's too loyal. Like he yeah. loves his guys and he loves his coaches sometimes way too much. And it's kind of bit him in the ass. He almost yeah. did it with Yost. He almost let Yost bring him down. And now he's letting Keith Patterson use that three man front. 
<laughs> or he just can't ruin count. his career. Yeah. yeah. No, we we already know he clearly can't count if he's saying there's three and Brooks within minutes is able to send five photos of a of a three man yeah. front. No. <laughs> Somebody, or we just don't have good linemen. Maybe I, I don't know. <laughs> there's but. just one guy lost on every play. That's what it was. That's what it was. Um, so the next game that we have, guys, coming around is going to be. Uh, we just we t- kind of touched base on it. Not really that important, but it's Texas Tech versus Kansas. Should be a a guaranteed win. Uh, nobody really on the Kansas roster that that's kind of sticking out incredibly high numbered, and so like. Their quarterback does okay, I guess. Um, but it's Kansas. Uh, I mean, initial thoughts on this game, impact of it, has to be a guaranteed win. Uh, I don't know. But Brooks, what are you thinking about the, the Kansas game? Yeah, just win and don't make it close. That's all I got. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I don't know. Dustin, I don't any, any other input? I, I really don't have anything big. Like, I don't care about this game. Like, it should be. Their, their quarterback is uh... – he does everything. He's literally their leading rusher and obviously their quarterback and passer. Yeah, that's what I kind of I mean, I've given a game plan for the Texas and TCU games before, but obviously they don't listen to this podcast, so we'll probably run a free front and not spy the guy <laughs> and let him run for 127 yards and three touchdowns. But that's just my two cents. Yeah. Oh, my God. If he ends up – yeah. Uh, if this game is anything close – just, just go ahead and put Wells on the block. Get it over with. Oh, if he if he loses this game, Sunday is going to be clean out your office day. Do you, don't do you yeah. think that they'll actually do it though midseason? I've I've never I've never have they yeah. done a firing midseason for football before? Not here. No, but if you already have this much bad things going, and with how recruiting is now, yeah, um, you got to uh, get ahead. You got to get ahead of the firing and. the onto the next guy before oh, yeah. the season's over. Oh, abs- and everybody and- signs at the end of like at the beginning of December. So it's like you gotta get it get in on that already. And I mean we have we would have a good interim co- head coach in the meantime, like a decent one. I don't know. I, I actually wouldn't be yeah. opposed to that. If this game is any kind of close, I, I would go ahead and clean lockers mm-hmm. and just get it done with. Um so that kinda that kind of wraps us up a little bit here. We do have a shot bit on this one. Uh, and and I, I can almost guarantee that we're going to clean sweep on Texas Tech on this one, but I don't know what kind of faith y'all have. Oh, 16 and a half, though. That's a 17-point spread, son. <laughs> it's a lot. And the last week or last year, we only won by three points, and the year before, we lost. Good so, point. Yeah, no. Okay, guys. Think about that. You know what? I'm, uh, I'll go ahead and put mine out there. I'm on a losing streak, so y'all may want to pick Tech on this one, but I don't think we beat them by 17. So what's your losing streak up to? Don't eleven. My losing streak is up to eleven. I'm almost so up to break, your twelve. That break, no, you had, you had you had twelve. I think you had twelve. Hmm. I think I'm like one away. What what? So I, I need a win. I need the Texas Tech game to to go how I think it's gonna go. But so you're gonna go ahead and pay my shot bet off for the <laughs> TCU disaster. Uh, I paid a lot of those off. If you didn't check Twitter. Um, I only recorded like half of them also. Um, so Arley, Arley's going Kansas. I'm going on the Kansas side of the bet, which uh, really? if, if y'all were smart, I wouldn't take my side of the bet right now. Fucking 11 in a row. Shit. Well, I wanted, I think we're going to bounce back after getting embarrassed and having a soft ass team coming in. We're going up there and I think we'll actually show up for this one. They'll get, they'll get us back on this roller coaster of 
hey, we look decent again against a crappy team, and then we'll get blown out the rest of the year. So this probably be the last time I take Tech for the season. Yeah, and I'm going off of what my instincts are. I'm going the opposite of it because every Tech pick I've had this year has been off instincts and the opposite of has happened. So my initial instincts are to pick Kansas. So therefore, I'm going with the opposite of that. Okay. <laughs> I'm picking picking Texas Tech to come. Y'all are probably going to lock that in just because I'm on the L streak right now. So I think, uh, okay. Fair, fair, fair game. Fair game there. That does. Um, I, I have no confidence in it whatsoever, but everything I've ever predicted on Tech this year has gone completely wrong. <laughs> so maybe I can get this one right by, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I hate us. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. Um, but anyways, um, all right, that is gonna that is gonna wrap up our Texas Tech talk or our Club Red for this week. Uh, obviously, Club Red itself is not open after the loss, after that disappointment. We we don't we don't allow people in the door after that. Um, but maybe we'll have maybe we'll open the gates or open the doors for next week. Hopefully, we should. If not, uh, maybe we'll 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 have a a farewell parade for for Wells on that. <laughs> Uh, instead of a uh, opening of Club Red, um, but that does wrap up Club Red for us this week, guys. Again, uh, make sure you do follow us on Instagram or on Instagram. Well, you can't follow us on Instagram. Follow us on, on on Spotify and iTunes. Make sure you drop a rating below and a five star review. Uh, uh, if it is on iTunes, Spotify, just hit the follow button. Make sure you check out our podcast each week, twice a week. We got Club Red and the Tailgate. Uh, as far as our, our social media accounts. You can find us on Twitter at tailgate underscore talks. We're on Instagram and Facebook. Dustin, again, find him at DustinWimmer22. Brooks, find him at Calvin B. Barrett. And me, you can find me at Blanca, where the L is a 1. Make sure you hit up the YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe there. Hit the bell notification. Be notified when we post videos on there weekly. As well as if you have any sort of thoughts or questions, hit us up on the email at tailgatetalkspod at gmail.com. That does wrap up Club Red for us. For those listening live, make sure you stick around if you want to hear us talk about what's going on in the NFL with the NBA tipping off this next week and the MLB kind of wrapping or kind of winding down a little bit and getting down to a final four by the end of the evening of this recording. But that's it for Tailgate for the uh, for Tailgate Talks and Club Red, and we'll catch you guys next week.